Okay. Um, so before we get into this episode, we're going to do a little trigger warning just because, you know, don't want to expose people to things that might might be harmful. So we will be talking about mental health struggles, anxiety, depression, um, more serious ones as well. This is a lot more of a serious video. I don't, or not video, sorry, episode. We've never done something so serious and deep. And so if this is something that might trigger you or, you know, just might be uncomfortable to listen to, then I would recommend go listen to one of our more lighthearted, fun episodes. Uh, we have a lot of them. So definitely recommend going to going to listen to those instead. Hi, everyone. My name is Sophia. My name is Hank. And welcome to You Know Me So Well. Today, we're going to be talking about mental health. Hank and I have both had our individual mental health struggles and mental health journeys. And I don't know, I think it's an important thing to talk about. There still is, even though it's gotten better, there still is a bit of a stigma towards mental health. And I guess with this episode, we're essentially just trying to destigmatize it further and offer our stories, which you know, maybe relatable to other people and maybe they'll find some peace in what we say or they'll be able to just like, or maybe it'll help them find like a better route in managing their mental health struggles. So that's, that's kind of the, the topic for today. But first let's, let's talk about some fun stuff. So today we are at my parents because they are moving in two days. So we're here helping them pack and we're actually making a video on this, but <laughs> we decided it would be a really great idea to take pre-workout before helping them pack to really just like get that energy coursing through our veins. And this is my first time taking pre-workout. And let me tell you, it is a trip. It is a trip. If you've never taken pre-workout before, you're missing out on this like really interesting experience. <laughs> I have come down from it, I think, but it was a nice, a nice moment while I was on it. I was really, it's like one, like a kid is hyper or something like that was me. I was having the time of my life. I was like, let's go run. Let's, let's go on a run right now. <laughs> Anyways, so there's that. And then other story. So as you may or may not know, we were in Pittsburgh recently and <laughs> So the reason why we were part of the reason why we were in Pittsburgh was because Hank was touring the University of Pittsburgh. He is considering attending there for fall of 2023. Actually, by the time this episode comes out, he will know where he's going potentially. But yeah, anyway, so he was touring the school and I came with him on like little campus tour and the tour guide like at the beginning of the tour put us in a circle and was like, all right, everyone, I want you to introduce yourself, like say your name, say whether you're a junior or senior and like what your major is, right? So she starts going around and like, it's very visible that the people who are on the tour with us are in high school. Like they are high school juniors and seniors. And what she was asking was whether they are high school juniors <laughs> or seniors. And she comes to Hank, Hank is 21 years old. She, he's probably like the same age as this tour guide potentially. And he's like, I'm a junior. <laughs> and it was 
just like, oh my God, I can't believe he just, he just said he was a junior. Like, no, he's literally 21 years of age. The last time he was a junior was four years ago. So anyways, that was really funny. I will not get over that because that was just, it was just too funny. Like, anyways. Okay. All right. I guess we'll, we'll now get into the more serious stuff. And also we're freeballing this episode. So sorry if it gets a late, a little chaotic. Hank, you're going to start. I'm going to start. Yeah. All right. Uh, I know Sophia said earlier. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have to say one more thing. I think we said this in our How We Met Part 2 episode, but we're going to bring it back. Our first date that we had, Hank decided to bring up a really fun question. He was like, he was like blabbering on about all of his like mental illnesses. And then he looks me in the eyes and he's like, so what mental illnesses do you have? (laughs) First date. (laughs) So anyways, okay. Now we're transitioning into the topic. Sorry. I had I had to share the interesting stuff. Like give everyone a little laugh, okay? Like Sophia said earlier, there is still kind of a stigma around mental health. And I'm gonna talk specifically about the stigma of mental health in men. I think there's a very it, again, like the overall stigma has gotten better in recent years. But I still think there is a lot of, you know, men don't really face these issues as much as others or like even if they do like they should just like kind of push it down and like not really share it with anyone and that's just kind of like the like a lot of cultural expectations for men when it comes to mental health and you know i'm just gonna quickly say you know any men that are listening to this don't be afraid to reach out whether it's friends family hell you want to send us an email i'll respond go right ahead you know reach out to someone you trust it is not at all a bad thing and if they do respond negatively that's not someone you want in your life anyways it's never it is always a good thing to reach out and not you don't need to hide it or push it down there's nothing to be ashamed of you know trust me i've dealt with my fair share of it i mean i've been struggling with like depression and anxiety for a long time i also have very very strong ocd which is like that's another thing that there's kind of a stigma around. People are like, oh, he's got to keep your room clean a lot. And that's not, that's not even like a thing about OCD. That's not an OCD thing. But anyways, that's not the point. OCD's definitely been like all my life. And anxiety's definitely been all my life. I think depression more came into it probably around seventh grade, I'd want to say, is when I first started kind of getting depressed. It's really, along with the anxiety, it's really kind of something that's been on and off since then. There's been times where it hits a lot, times where, you know, I'm doing better. It's not really as, as present in my life, but it's, I mean, for any of you guys who are listening who have experienced it, like, it's very, it's it's really exhausting, you know. It's really hard to deal with. It takes a lot out of your life. You know, it makes, like, even the most simple things feel really difficult. It kind of just feels like a cloud is kind of following you around every single day. And I think... I mean, there's a lot of things that have helped me, you know, like I'm on medication now and have been for like almost three years. Yeah. And that has helped a lot, specifically with the OCD and the depression as well. I think like I didn't really talk about it a lot for a long time because like I didn't really, I've always been like a very closed off person, you know, I didn't really want to share that stuff with anyone or anything like that. And I think that was probably the worst thing I could have done, you know. 
because I think every single time I reached out to someone, they were incredibly supportive about it and incredibly caring, and it just really made me feel like I wasn't alone, you know? So I don't, I know I already talked about this a little bit in the last section, but I do genuinely think reaching out to people you care about is one of the best things you can do, if not the best thing you can do. I mean, and even if you don't have someone close in your life who you feel comfortable sharing that stuff with, I mean, maybe you, I don't know, if you go to school, maybe a counselor or find a therapist or, yeah, just anyone, just find someone that you'd feel comfortable sharing that stuff with. I know for some people, even sometimes myself, it's easier to share with, like, a therapist or someone who, like, you don't have any relationship with outside of the mental health thing because you know it's like it can be tough to to trust people with things and be scary to reach out anyways back to the point i think probably all these things hit the most at least the ocd and the depression i think hit the most during covid when you know i was like locked down i couldn't really see anyone or do anything and i i remember then like that's when all this stuff just started going crazy like every day was a battle you know like and that's how it feels for I think a lot of people with depression, it's just every single day it just feels like you're fighting something new. It's, it's tough. Yeah, this all sounds very grim. Yeah. Let's get a little bit of a lighter tone to this. So let's see, if I started in seventh grade, I was struggling with it for like, what, like eight years now? Something like that. And I just, it really, it really does get better. You know, like this, it's, it's not going to get better on its own. Don't get me wrong. It takes you putting in active work which also in itself is not easy you know it's not easy to put in that work it you have to face a lot of things that you probably don't want to face and have to kind of get through things that you really just kind of want to suppress in your mind but i, I do genuinely promise it does get better if you seek out the help that you need and i mean look i can't say it ever goes away fully but it becomes something you can easily manage it gets way better i mean it's i'm just trying to give some motivation and hopefulness here but as much as I've struggled with it, then there have been times where I was like, it's just going to be like this way forever. Like, I'm never going to get better. It does. It does get better if you put in the work. And, you know, never feel like anything is too difficult that you can't overcome it because it's just not true. And I feel like I'm really talking in circles right now. So I'm going to talk. I'm going to pass it off to Sophia. So me, me and mental health, I would say it's something I've been struggling with since high school. I think think that I went through like I started going through a depressive period in my freshman year of high school I was in an all-girls school I was absolutely miserable and with that came sort of this depressive period and then it was like kind of like high school was just sort of a blur in the sense that I think there was just always some sort of like mental health struggle between anxiety and depression my junior and senior year were especially difficult for me because I sort of I was sort of in this like ongoing depressive episode. And but the thing is, like, I don't know if I can say that I had depression per se. I just had like I'm, I like don't really feel comfortable sharing it right now. But I I was having like bad thoughts, okay? like negative thoughts. And those sort of like went throughout they were while I was in school so like over the summer it got better but like while I was like actively in school like I was struggling with that and it took a really long time for me to finally come out and share that with my family because 
depression actually runs in my family and I have a grandmother who has gone through a lot mental health wise and I always felt like if I shared my struggles they would be devalued because they weren't as bad as like the things I knew she had gone through and you know I just like didn't really know how my parents would react but I sort of thought they would like pass it off and be like oh you know you don't know what you're talking about right but I was getting desperate like I was getting really desperate and then when I was when I started my senior year I had my physical appointment like for the year and I had this point where in the physical like it was just me and the doctor and she was like so do you have any questions and I was like yeah I'd actually like to see um, a therapist or a psychologist and so she ended up recommending this program that is through a university. Yeah, so that was sort of like my first encounter with sort of seeking out help. But before that, I had like mentioned it to my mom before where I was like, oh, maybe like I can see a psychologist and it just like never ended up happening. And so I felt that that was the only way that I would get the help that I needed. And I knew that I like needed help. And that was probably the only way to get it at least at that stage so anyways of course that launched a very tough conversation on mental health and my mental health struggles with my parents who initially didn't exactly understand what was going on and yeah kind of devalued it a little um I will say like it was really tough because I think like, as we were saying, you know, there's this mental health stigma, like that is a stigma that I think my parents held for the longest time. And so I had to sort of break through that stigma to tell them, look, if no action is taken, like you, like, it's not going to have good outcomes for this family and for me. And if you like want that to not happen, then, you know, you have to understand that this is what's going on in my life and, you know, I need help. So but yeah, I've definitely gotten some some comments about it from my family, uh, which doesn't usually help. But uh, for the most part, like it's gotten better in terms of like the relationship that I have between them and like my mental health struggles. Anyways, so yeah, I finally went to this program. It was uh, cognitive based therapy and I didn't really find that it helped very much. It was like kind of a research based based program so like they were probably more in it for the research than for like the actual kids who were coming to them but then after that I saw a psychoanalyst and I really loved him like he was great and I found a lot of relief in that and it actually sort of like after spending some time with him I was in a much better headspace and this was going into COVID and I actually had no major issues with mental health through COVID, like th through that period of time where I was also like locked up at home. Like, I don't know, I was just doing fine. I will say I, I might've been like quite emotionally numb at that point. I can't exactly remember. Like, I know I was emotionally numb because I just like didn't break emotion. Like it was like the same thing all the time. I was just like, content but like you know like I shouldn't have been in a way because there was a lot of things that were happening I was like missing out on my senior year you know all this stuff and then basically after that 
it was a little bit like on and off. Like I struggled with it again when I started college because I was here at home and, you know, my college was like super far away and I wasn't getting the college experience. And I think one thing that had helped me through COVID was just like getting excited about being in college and like all the things I would do, the freedom I would get, like all this independence. Um, And then of course, when it didn't happen, that sort of set me back a little. But after that, once I was able to finally leave home, I was doing pretty great until my sophomore year. And that's when things started to go downhill again. And basically since then it's been just like this continuous journey of like working on it and dealing with it a lot of things happened in my sophomore year that I think just like accumulated and I didn't get to really work on in that time and so it took like each event took like a different hit into my life and yeah then I I basically just was like going down this like down downward hill of my mental health and I've sort of been on that until quite recently where I finally started seeing a psychiatrist and I also got on medication and I wanted to talk a little bit about that because for me I was always under the impression that in order to qualify for antidepressants or any sort of like mental health type medicine I don't know how to explain it anyways I was under the impression that in order to qualify for like antidepressants, you had to be like the definition of depressed. You know how like with depression, they have this whole long list of all this stuff like like you won't get out of bed, like you can't do this, you can't do that, like you're crying all the time, blah, blah, right? And that was not me, even though I was in a way struggling with it on a day-to-day basis, I was incredibly functional. I would go to school, I would do my work, I would, you know, make myself food, I would feed myself, I'd take care of myself, like I'd go to the gym. Like I, on paper, there was nothing wrong with me. And so I felt like if I went to a psychiatrist, they would just look at me and be like, you're fine, like you're fine, just try therapy or something. But I had tried therapy and it wasn't working. And I knew I needed something more, but I had this fear that if I went, I would just be turned away. And I just didn't want to feel that way because I felt like that in other instances during my mental health journey. So yeah, I was pretty terrified to see a psychiatrist, but at some point it just got so, so bad that that was like the only next option. Like, It was a struggle for me to keep going day by day. I I felt like I was just like dangling by a thread, barely holding on. Like I just didn't know when I wouldn't be able to take it anymore. So anyways, actually Hank helped me, helped me, you know, find psychologists and therapists and stuff like that. So he's been big in my mental health journey since we started dating, which is honestly where like my mental health journey resumes. So anyways, so yeah, so I finally saw a psychiatrist and I was pleasantly surprised that after my first meeting, I was actually prescribed with antidepressants and my psychiatrist was like totally open. Like she was, she was like, yeah, like it's a good thing that you came here. Like 
I think it's time for you to try this. You know, like, I think it's going to really help you. And I was really glad that that was the case because, you know, it meant that I wasn't alone in this journey and I didn't feel like it was just me who felt the need to have like to take this next step. So anyways, so yeah, I've been on it now for how long have I been on it for? It actually might be six weeks tomorrow, um, six weeks on Saturday. No, I don't know. It's been it's been like between six and eight weeks now. And yeah, I definitely think like things have gotten so much better. I feel a lot happier. I'm not saying that my life is perfect. Um, It's not, but I definitely feel a lot happier. I think I have a lot more energy. I'm just like more excited about things. I do still experience lows and I do have my moments where I sort of start hitting those lows. Like it doesn't get as bad, but I still hit kind of like a a deeper low than just like, oh, I feel sad or I don't feel good right now. And I do experience, you know, like anxiety from time to time when things are getting stressful. I will feel quite anxious and all that. So it's hard for me to say whether like medicine has actually fully kicked in or whether you know, like maybe in a way things have like also changed in my life. Like I'm no longer in school and school was a huge stressor. That was literally where I was dangling by a thread. So, you know, it's kind of hard to say like what it is that has caused this like upward trend in terms of my mental health. But I don't know. I feel like I haven't had any negative experiences with the medication I'm on. So from an outside perspective, I think you've been doing better from an outside perspective. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people have been saying that too. Like they can notice that there's a difference. So that's, that's good. That is good. Yeah. I think, I think I'm like kind of getting back to a state where things just are a lot more manageable and I'm overall happier. And I think I also like feel more positive emotions now. Like that was definitely something where, I never really knew whether I ever like actually was feeling positive emotions or whether I was just like feeling kind of contentment at the most, like, you know, content is a great feeling. Can't lie. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great feeling, but like, I don't even know whether I was hitting content. Like, I just don't know. I don't know what I was feeling anyway. So yeah, that's sort of been my, my mental health journey. And I really wanted to like emphasize on the fact that if you feel As if, let's say you've already tried therapy and it's just not working. Like it's, it's not doing it for you or maybe it's not doing it for you anymore. Like you've been doing it for a while. It worked. It doesn't work anymore. And you're thinking like, what's next? Even if you don't feel like you are like, you hit all the symptoms for what like antidepressants or like anti-anxiety meds are prescribed for, I would still recommend seeing a psychiatrist because they see so many different types of people and you might feel like you're totally different from everyone else. Like you don't qualify for that kind of medication, but they, they will be able to like, it's their job to decide if you, and also I'm not, I'm not saying like go on medication. Like I'm not trying to like promote, like, yeah, no, I think you should, should, I think in general, you should probably try other things first. And another thing is, 
Although medication is, I don't think it's ever a bad idea because like I've talked to some friends about this before and it's like, okay, worst thing that happens, you have a weird reaction to it or it doesn't work and then you just go off. So what? And it's like, I think like studies have shown that like the most effective stuff for people with like severe depression or other, like whatever other mental illness you're dealing with is medication plus therapy. Like, I think some people go on medication. It's just like, oh, it's not fixing all my problems. But it's like. Right. That's the other thing. Like with medication, it's like it's not going to fix all yeah, your problems. You have to put in the work in other aspects. It doesn't necessarily even have to be therapy. It's like, like, for example. Lifestyle changes. Yeah. Lifestyle, yeah. yeah. Like my psychiatrist, like every time I talk to her, she's like, you should do cold plunges and you should drink like kombucha and kefir because they have a lot of probiotics and like she has this whole list of more like natural remedies for depression and anxiety. And it's like, that's an additional thing I should be doing on top of like the medication. Yeah. The medication is like meant to make it manageable. And then you just, you're supposed to kind of just fill in the gaps to make things better for yourself as well. I'm realizing now that that's, that's the work that I actually need to do. Fill in the gaps. I have the medication now, but it took me a while to realize that too. And I was actually I was convinced that the medication wasn't doing enough for me and actually thought I maybe needed to go up another dose. But then once I started making the lifestyle changes, when I realized, okay, it's actually manageable enough for me, I just kind of have to be doing the extra steps to to make it happen, you know, make it work. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you need to be taking care of yourself regardless, regardless of whether you're really struggling mentally or you're doing great, you know, I think sometimes what happens is like when things get better, you're like, okay, well, things are better now. So I don't really need to worry about that kind of stuff that much anymore. But you always have that possibility, possibility of dipping again. And I think it's important to just like enact good lifestyle changes that help you feel better and do more and yeah, just like help you like overall. But yeah, if you're someone who is struggling with mental health issues, whatever they may be, first off, you're not alone. There are other people who are struggling as well. And many times you actually don't know that people are struggling. I feel like the people who struggle the most are completely silent about it and are like the happiest and all that, like outwardly. And so you may feel like you're alone, but I I promise you you're not. And like we're, we're here to show that like, you know, we, we struggle with it too. So we're, we're out there also dealing with our stuff. Yeah. Um, can I say something? Yeah. I talked a lot about earlier about, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to people for, you know, your stuff. I think you can also absolutely reach out to your friend to see if they're doing okay. If you notice some sort of like maybe signs that you're, that you've seen, you know, I think that's a really good thing to do. Like I had an experience a few years ago with a friend who I just noticed a few like random things. And so I just kind of asked him, I was like, are you like feeling okay? Like you like depressed or anything. And he was actually talking to me about it like a month or two later. And he was like, yeah, like I actually didn't think I was at the time, but after you like, like asked me about all that and said it, like I actually really realized I did. And like realized I had to like be making some changes and stuff. So I think, especially because some people are afraid to reach out, you know, I think it's perfectly okay for, if you're worried about your friend to go and check on them yourself as well. Yeah, I agree. And I think also if you're struggling, seek out different ways to 
feel better to feel better yeah. yeah um i know that like if you're younger and you're still living at home and you're like a minor it can be more difficult to get the help that you need without like bringing it up to your parents and i know hank said like you should reach out to people but i understand coming from my experience i understand that sometimes it's just really difficult to do and it honestly like reaching out would just make it worse so yeah i mean uh, like try and find resources within your community at school i know like usually also, not the best but yeah also like in college like i know that they all have like counseling programs and they usually have the stigma of not being the greatest but i honestly when i was at ucla i used the counseling program there a couple of times and i'm not going to say it was the greatest thing but like it was sort of a stepping stone and even if like it's not great they can probably help you find like therapists near the school that you can see also like ones that are with your insurance and stuff like that so you don't have to worry too much about all that and also I mean if you want to do like research on your own I would definitely recommend going to psychology today putting in your address your insurance like all your information and then they'll supply you with a list of psychologists like social workers psychiatrists in your area and you can always reach out to them and and see whether they're available for for appointments i will say i've been really struggling trying to find a, a good psychologist but um yeah there is a little bit of a, a mental health crisis in the united states so i'm i can't promise that you're going to find someone um but it's definitely worth trying and you know like I will say it took me a few therapists before I found the right one. I think don't give up you just because like you're you don't like your first few or whatever your first couple like however many don't be like I think it's tough for you to immediate I, I know some people will just kind of immediately be like oh therapy isn't for me I went to these couple and it just wasn't working if you're really really struggling with stuff I would just keep trying because trust me not all therapists work for everyone you know you need to find one that's specific for you and that's going to take multiple tries a lot of the time, you know. Like, you deserve to feel better. And it's going to take some work. It it will take some time. But I think you need to trust that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and things will get better. Hold on to some hope. Don't let go. Like, don't let go. You know, you are so worthy of living and, like, getting to live a life that you truly enjoy. And while it may seem right now like you aren't going to get there ever, you will. Like one day you will be in a position where you'll be able to look back on your current self and think, oh my gosh, I am so glad that I stuck around for this because life is so amazing now. And, you know, I got what I wanted. And like, I will say it like I'm definitely not at that point yet. I don't know when I will be, but you know, I I trust that at some point I'll make it there and I think you should trust that as well. So, yeah, I can I can definitely say that looking a few years back to lots of, you know, very dark times. I'm incredibly glad that I stuck through it and kept going. It's tough, but and it's not always easy to see when it will get better because, to be honest, you just never know when it will. But it's it's worth it to keep going. Try and find little things that keep you going, whether that's people, items, hobbies, 
a show. Yeah, like, you, like a show, any, even like anything, yeah. like anything. Just find something that you enjoy, however that may be. It can be the weirdest thing ever. Like you might be like, if I ever told my friends and family this, they would literally think I'm weird. Like whatever will keep you going, like hold on to that, you know? I read this story on no one embar- no one make fun of me for using this website. But I saw the story on Reddit once. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be Reddit. And it was like so like someone commented about like their experience with like suicidal thoughts. And he was like, Oh yeah, like I was a kid, I lived in a house with just my mom and my sister and I was really, really depressed and I like planned out my date and like the date I was gonna do it and everything. And then like a few days before that date, my mom brought home Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which was a video game. And he was like, I was shocked about it because we had like no money at the time, but she brought it home for me to play. And then me and my sister were playing it for the next few days. And like, we got so like encapsulated in it. We're just like laughing, playing it together. And then the day came around and he like didn't even remember. And then he looked at his like phone and saw that it was the day. And he was like, why did I want to do that? Like, like, it just wouldn't have been worth it. Anyways, it's kind of, I don't even know if I'll leave that in, but it's a story I love. I, I, it comes across like my photos and timeline a lot. And I really love that story. Like, it's just, if you can find any little thing to just kind of keep you going, it's, it's there. You just got to look for it. Yeah. I also think like, no matter what state you're in, take breaks, take care of yourself, try and do something each day that makes you happy whatever that is, whether it's having like a little dance party or talking to a friend or like just plan in five minutes, you know, like we we're busy people. I get it. But like you can you can find five minutes in your day just to make yourself feel better because you'll do so much more with your time if you feel good. Prioritize your mental health and your physical health. Don't let other things come before it. I know many times we get really caught up in like school and work and whatever responsibilities we have, and we think like if we don't do X, Y, and Z, it's going to be the end all be all. But if your mental health and physical health are suffering because of these responsibilities, you need to take a step back and focus on your mental health and physical health first and then work on the other stuff. It is totally acceptable for you to take that break and to work on yourself because here's the thing. If you don't work on it when it first comes up, it's just going to keep going on and it's going to get worse and it's going to get to a point where it's going to be so hard to manage and it's going to be much harder to deal with at that point. So you, you much rather take care of it when it first comes up than when it's like this massive problem where you're really struggling to to continue on. I think the best thing I've done for my mental health is really hone in on my physical health. Like they just go so hand in hand with each other. And it's like, if you can get really in, if you decide to get into weightlifting, you can set yourself specific weight goals you want to get to, or if you're running specific times or you want to train for this, whatever it is, 5K, 10K, half marathon. I think it gives you... If you can really get into it, working out is good for your mental health in general. And it also just gives you kind of a goal that you can focus on and look forward to getting better every single day. And like, it just kind of really helps you have something, you know? Yeah, I think it is. I had this conversation with my dad a while back. um, And I do think it's very important to find a purpose and more specifically to find a purpose outside of those like major responsibilities you have. So like, I get it. Like, 
for a lot of people, like when you're in school, for example, like your whole purpose is school, like to do well in school, to succeed, to move forward. Same thing with work. But try and find a purpose outside of that that will also keep you going. So yeah, whether that's training for a marathon and trying to accomplish that or like volunteering, you know, like whatever it is, um, I think it's important to find a purpose. And I'm like realizing this is all advice I need to take. I'm going to be honest. I really suck at like implementing this stuff. I hear it all the time. I like think it, but I just don't really do. It's hard to do. No doubt. But it's okay. We're, we're, it's a work in progress. I believe in you. I believe and everyone listen to it. Yes. You can do it. Anyways, do we have anything else to share? I don't know. No. Anyways, yeah. main takeaways. You got this. It is okay if you are struggling. You're not alone, but, you know, there are ways to get better and you have a whole future ahead of you. And so don't give up. Take care of yourself. Be nice to yourself. Love yourself always. And yeah, again, if you like Hank said, like if you need someone to talk to, you can reach out to us. Send us an email. We'll answer. Um, we'll DM or something. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is. We'd love to try and help you out. Obviously, we're not licensed professionals or anything, but... Sophia is a psychology major. I am a psychology major. That is true. But (laughs) besides that, you know, it's... Think of it like we're your friends and you're reaching out to a friend. Besides, it's like we don't know you, so there will be no judgment. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. We Yeah, we don't know your... Like, we don't know your life story. We... Yeah, exactly. Well, unless, like, one of our friends reaches out to us. But no, like reach out to us. If if you need to talk to someone like and you can't think of anyone else to do it or to reach out to, like we will be happy to to take your email, DM, whatever, whichever form you decide to share with us. So anyways, um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.